Well, let's see how this morning goes. Let's just uh, let's just see. We're back again, <laughs> and uh, this time for good. And I'm, I'm and I'm I'm telling you that well, this time for good. I, I, I can't stand the the in and out and ups and downs. They drive me they wear me out. But um, but we left off church number five, I do believe it was, and uh, we're on church number six, and this church is the church of Philadelphia, not Pennsylvania. This is just the church of Philadelphia. Some of y'all was going. Man, he come all the way over to Pennsylvania. But if you if you've ever looked at that map, it's it's kind of um, it's kind of crazy, and uh, how they how this letter that was written to these churches see because if you remember, Jesus shows up and Jesus tells Paul and Patmos, not Paul. I say Paul all the time. See, I'm giving Paul credit where Paul ain't supposed to be getting credit. This is John. But Jesus told John, the revelator, he said, write this in the scroll. So in the scroll, you got to remember, they didn't have mailmen that would go and deliver stuff. This would be in a scroll, and this was passed from one church to another. And if you look at the map... The way the churches are lined up in the Bible is the way that the map actually looks if you go clockwise. It starts with the first church and it goes around in a little circle. So here we are, we're reading this scroll and, and this was one thing that used to fascinate me because I was always the type, man, I didn't want everybody knowing my business. So y'all okay with that? Everybody knowing your business? I mean, nobody even said amen. Nobody even acknowledged the fact that they don't want nobody knowing their business. This church letter was given to the angel of each church. And the angel of each church would speak and read this letter. Now imagine if you was one of the bad churches. Imagine if you was the, the self-righteous church that would point your finger, oh, look at what they've done. Oh, they're bad. Don't you know that God knows everything about you? That is scary. He knows your intent before you even make a move. He, he knows why. He knows you got your agenda. And he's throwing this stuff out to every church in the circle. 
So it wasn't one of those go to the principal's office and get reprimanded. It was stand before the congregation and be reprimanded. He put your business out there. And then I look at it and I'm going, man, Jesus, you're tough. You are tough. But he was so tough that he, lo- he, he loved so much that he was tough. I'll put it that way. Because he, what he was doing was setting the other churches up. He was giving them ammunition that they may be able to take and protect themselves. Don't fall into this trap because this is what it could possibly take you to. Don't do it this way because if you do it this way, this is where it will take you to. And he's putting everybody's business out there so that everybody can learn something. And then he comes to this church, Philadelphia. I said, man, he's been beating everybody else up. And now he's going to throw this one church up on a pedestal. And there's some words in here that we'll pay close attention to as we go through the text that should draw, not, not concern, but it should draw your attention. Because no matter where you think you are in life and no matter what you think you're, you're going through in life or what you'll approach or how you feel, or what, it doesn't matter. You can still be the Philadelphia church because they weren't what you might think they were. You think that everybody that succeeds in life's got a lot of money. You, you, you think that everybody, because they're built and stacked like me, that they're healthy. See, we go by the outward appearance, but God goes by the inward man. He checks your heart. So your heart's on the table. Not so much on the sleeve, but it's on the table. So if you've got your Bibles, let's go to Revelations chapter 3. We're going to start at verse 7. I'm going to read through 13. I don't know if I'm going to read all the way through, if we're going to stop and have hiccups and go back and forth. It's probably going to be a toss-up. Revelations chapter 3. Starting at verse number 7. And to the angel of the church in Philadelphia write, These things says he who is holy. He who is true. He who has the key of David, if you write in your Bible or you highlight, that's a good place to do it. He who has the key of David. He who opens and no one shuts. There's the, the, the first three or the three oldest um, translations of this says that no, no man can open. And no man can shut. No, I, Jesus speaking still, I know 
your works. See, I have set before you an open door, and no one can shut it. I'm going to stop for a minute. <clears throat> the key of David. This is, this is something that's brought out. Tommy, let's go to Isaiah 22. 22. This is a phrase. See, remember when, as we've been going through these churches, Jesus has been presenting himself to each church with some of these adjectives and some of these declarations that were, that were brought up about him in the beginning of Revelations, in the first chapter, and they was talking about he was the son of David, and he was this, and he was that. And he, this, Jesus is going back to the opening, and Jesus is beginning to pull out again who he is, presenting himself to the church, because the church needs to know who he is. Remember, he presented himself differently in a couple of different churches. And he was talking about he was the king of kings because everybody was thinking about, oh, because where we're here, then the, the king used to be Zeus. And he, he, he presented himself with, with, with the one that held the seven stars on the back of the coin because in that time the emperor had a coin out with his son on the back that had seven stars on it. And people would say that he was the son of the king. Or the son of a God. And Jesus had to make it very clear. This is who I am. I'm going to make reference to who I am. Because I want you to understand. Who it is that's speaking to you. It's not the angel of the house. It's not your friend. It's not your best pal. This is I. In Isaiah 22 it says the key. Of the house of David, I will lay on his shoulder, prophesying of Jesus. So he shall open, and no one shall shut, and he shall shut, and no one shall open. But see, there, there, there was a big thing that transpired here, going from Old Testament to New Testament. Because in the Old Testament, in, in those times, you would find that whoever would have authority for any given place would have a key on the shoulder of their robe or their garment. It would represent authority. It showed that I've got the key, you know. It's like the janitor. The janitor wants to be the owner, and the janitor walks around with all the keys. He says, no, nah, I can get you in there. Don't go to the owner. He's only got a key to his office. It's kind of like the church. Now I got a key to the office. Don't ask me about another door. I don't know. I got a key to my office. And here's Jesus saying now that he holds... The key of David. It, it, goes from, it goes from just having a key to opening up the palace. To now Jesus represents himself as the one that has been crucified and buried and resurrected. I not only have the key to the palace, but I've got the key to the door. The only, the only way in and the only way out. I'm the only one that can open such a door. See, I've gone from just opening the door to the palace. I've opened the door to the banquet hall. See, you can come in and eat, but you've got to pass through me. I'm going to be I'm the bellhop. I'm going to open the door for you. When I open the door... 
No man can show. He, he, he's telling the church of Philadelphia, he's saying, listen, you need to understand, even as good as you are right now, even with everything that you're doing for the community, even as much money as you're giving to the poor, as much as you're witnessing to the hopeless, don't forget, I have the key. <laughs> I hold the key. Of the, I'm the one that opens the door. And if I open it, can't nobody shut it. But hear me when I close it. No man can open it. Listen, church. <laughs> Jesus set himself up right here. He was letting them know who had all authority. Not just to open up the door, but to shut it. And nobody could open it. He didn't just open the door. He opened a door that nobody could shut. He, he held the key of David. He represented himself as the one. The one, the, the one that's true. The one that said, no man coming to the Father but by. <laughs> oh, you can, you can come to the door, but unless I open the door. Aren't you glad that we serve and represent a king such as Christ. Because he's so gracious to say to us, when you come to the door, I'm going to open it for you. See, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Man can't close the door. See, man can't open. I can't, listen, oh, hear me. Hear me. The only thing I can do as a pastor, as the angel of the house, as they put it. See, y'all didn't know I was an angel. I'm such an All I can do is present the gospel. Hear me. All, all I can do. All I can do is preach the word. By me preaching the word does no good to you. Unless the Holy Spirit draw you. You know, you're sitting there, you're uncomfortable right now. Maybe you're just kind of, eh, it's a little tight. It's more, that might be the Holy Spirit going, I want you to pay attention. He, he might have he reached over and turned that gas burner up just a little bit. said, listen. What I love most about this is the fact that no man can keep me out of heaven. <laughs> <laughs> you can't, you can't keep me. Away from my daddy. When he opened the door to me, he said, you can't shut it. <laughs> and once I'm in, I'm secure. 
And he says, I'm going to shut the door behind you. He loved me so much. He said, now that I've got you in my clutches, I ain't letting go. How many of you have ever been chased by God? I mean, <laughs> I mean, irritated. He chased you so much. <laughs> I mean, Dennis, you'll get this one. Waking you up at like 2 o'clock when you're going to get up at 4 o'clock to go hunting. That kind of thing. When God chased you. The irritating, the just the, you know, just the little stuff. But he chased you. Gets a hold to you. Pulls you into the banquet hall. Sets you at the table. And closes the door behind you. See, now I ain't got to look over my shoulder. Oh, come on, right here, Christian. Right here, disciple. I ain't got to look over my shoulder to see if I... If you approve of what I'm doing. Because you can't take me to heaven. You. I know as holy as you are. You can't open the door for me. All you can do. Is point the way. He'll draw me. And he'll keep me. Man, it's no longer just to the palace. Do y'all understand the difference? Listen, it's like going to Hotel Roanoke. And you get to walk in the lobby and look at the Christmas trees. And all around you there's banquet halls. And if you're not on the guest list, all you get to do is look at the Christmas trees. Come on, somebody. Come, come on. I don't know about you. But I don't want to be led to the gate and it not be opened. Oh, what a disappointment. Brides, listen, it would be like you standing at the altar waiting on your man that never shows up. Come on, brides, you with me? You, you hear me? Man, you, you, you put all of this out there. You, I, ain't, I ain't lost. We're still, y'all just hang on. He'll take me around a couple of circles and we'll be fine. You've done all this stuff, man. You went and it took you months to get a dress. You better start now. <laughs> took months. Man, we, we, we had to go through. I seen this the other day. I seen this the other day. The, the invitation cards. I seen this the other day. You, you, better, you better start now, man. You better, you better, you better start. And, and the brides, man, they're, they're all over this. Now, listen, I'm not saying that you husbands, you, you real nice husbands weren't involved. But I promise you, you had no authority in picking and choosing anything. You went to the taste test. And she said, here, eat that. 
I'm not sure if I like, here, eat that. I'll take this one. Here, eat that. And all you done was just eat. You didn't get to say nothing. You didn't get to say it was bad or good. You didn't, you didn't get to pick out the nice little invitation cards. Most of you didn't care. It's all right, brother. I'm, it's all right. We just hoping to make it to the altar, baby. <laughs> but you, they went through all of the stuff, man, setting it all up. You've got it all perfect, women. I mean, you've got the bridesmaids. They dress to the nines because you're the only one that can be dressed to the tens. They dressed in the nines, okay? And, and they all stacked up. <laughs> She picked out her song. You, boy, don't you mess up and pick out the song. Her coming down the aisle. Don't. <laughs> Leave that woman alone. She picks her song. All of this stuff and time and money and sleepless nights. Hair pulling moments. Sometimes it might be pulling Joe's. <laughs> but it's hair pulling moments. And we're... She stands. What a sad day it would be for you and I to have gone through all the preparations that we thought we had it all together. Oh, we followed the book to a T, but we never heard the word. Oh, we, we walked 657 steps on a Sunday. <laughs> Can't do 659. I don't even know how many steps. But they, they got there's a certain amount of steps you can take. That's how some religions have it. There's a certain amount of steps that you can literally take on the Sabbath. And you cannot take more than that. That was one of those 600 and some odd different rules that the Pharisees and the Sadducees put together on top of the Ten Commandments because they figured the Ten Commandments were easy. Apparently they didn't really try them. <laughs> right? Man, we break in one commandment every day. It might not be the same when you might do good today on that one. You might not cuss nobody out. You might be doing good. But you miss something else. I mean, we're always fumbling and stumbling. But how, how horrible would it be for you and I to make it that far? Man, you, you made it. Brides, you made it to the altar. You made it to the altar. You never thought you would find your knight in shining armor. And today is the day. Day, baby. And we find the door shut. Go to Matthew 25. I'm just, we're going to go through, I don't know, even know where this is going to go, but we're going to do this one. Don't lose me, okay? Y'all stay with me. 
I don't want you to start thinking about that chicken. Or them ribs. Or Lord have mercy, that potato salad. Macaroni salad. Macaroni and cheese. Matthew 25. Look, 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 look. This is, let me, let me paraphrase some of this. This is about the, this is the wedding day. This is after the, the bride and the groom. Man, this is the celebration. This, this is the dinner at the banquet hall. And the ten bridesmaids are awaiting patiently. Now, let's break it up. Let's say it's five bridesmaids and five groomsmen because the five groomsmen are more likely to mess up. And they're waiting. They got oil in their lamps and they're, and they're waiting for the groom. And it gets late. People begin to Go to sleep, relax, kick your feet up, chill out. They're not ready. And then it talks about the groomsmen, he, the, the big yell that comes, the, 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 the scream that comes and, and says, hey, the groom's here, come out and meet him. And you've got five groomsmen because they've been over there drinking the punch we'll leave it right there but they drink in the punch they forgot to check their lamps the oil was running out and they run to the bridesmaids and said hey can I get some of your next well you crazy <laughs> go get your own because if I give you what I got there ain't going to be enough for both of us and none of us will be about. I'm just paraphrasing, okay? So y'all don't hang me on a, on a scripture or a word, okay? I'm just, I just want to get your mind in the story. This is talking about the kingdom. It actually starts this out that the kingdom is like, it's talking about the kingdom. And this is going to be the very day that you and I, we were called to wait and to occupy until he returned. Church, you're the bride. Come on, baby, get with me. He's the groom. He's coming. He's coming. He, he's coming. He, he, he's coming. Boy, I was talking to Charlie Smart. I said, man, how long have we heard this? That he's coming. That he's coming. Man, we're closer. We're closer. He's coming. He's coming. And people are falling away like dead fleas. They're dropping off. Because they don't see the coming. They don't see the coming. Because they're, they're, all they're doing is reading through the book. They're not hearing the word. There's a difference First Thessalonians talks about when, when Jesus comes back, he, that there will be a loud yell. The archangel and blowing the trumpet and, and Christ will be revealed. 
And he goes on to say that we will be saved from his judgment. Oh, 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 oh. You got to be ready. You can't be like the groomsmen and relaxed and laid out and then this is where let me let me get into this right here but the wise answer saying this is verse 9 I'm sorry I'm just bouncing y'all but just 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 go with me but but the wise answer saying no less there should not be enough for us and you, but go, but rather go and you, you get your own. You, you go to those who sell it and buy it for yourself. And, and while they went to buy, while they went to get ready, while they went to, to maintain themselves or to get themselves prepared, while they went, they had all that other time, but they waited, they waited until the call, and then they had to run away, they had to depart they weren't able to go and meet and greet the groom. They were out trying to get ready. Oh, they heard the call, but they ran the other way because they're not ready. It says that afterwards, afterwards, you might be sitting in here this morning and thinking there's going to be an afterwards. You, you, you might be sitting here this morning thinking that, man, I'm too young. I, I've still got plenty of time. Or today's not the day. I mean, look at, look at how this world is so upside down. God's not going to come back and receive his bride unto himself today because he said that he would come and get him without spot or wrinkle, come and get her without spot or wrinkle. And look at her right now. Man, she's got wrinkles galore. There's even blood stains. There's, all, there's chocolate stains. There's chicken grease. There's all kinds of stuff that going on with the church surely God will not come back and gather up his church today when the Bible specifically says that not even the son of man may know when he comes to return but God and God alone church we better get ready and we better be prepared because he's coming he's coming he's coming and we're going to get caught We're going to get caught. It says that afterwards, afterwards, when you're ready, when you, when you think that you're ready, afterwards, they come. Afterwards, the other virgins came also saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. I can hear the desperation. Kind of like the husband desperation when he's late. But baby. <laughs> Lord. Open to us. But he answered and said, Assuredly, I say to you, 
saddened day. To think, to think we've got it together. I say my prayer before I go to sleep at night. I went to church even through the pandemic. Well, humbug. Not to the going to the church part. Your pastor will get in trouble. I need to stop. got to be ready. He said, ah, Philadelphia, ah, hold the key of David. And I open before you a door that no man can shut. And I'll shut the Isn't it funny that there wasn't even anybody outside the door? They weren't even at the door telling the people that they couldn't come in. They had to yell for the Lord. He was inside. Oh, I bet you he was in there breaking. Oh. Man, I can't wait to see that. Side note. Sidebar. Commentary at the bottom, footnotes. I can't wait because I've envisioned it in my mind of how he took the bread and, bro and broke it. I can't wait to see that because he, you do know that we're going to do that again, right? Man, what an awesome time that that's going to be. <laughs> Do you know how awesome? Oh, it's going to be the one that actually went. Through. Nobody will be able to break the bread the way the master can break the bread, baby, because he knew what it took. <laughs> In the banquet hall, his bride. Surrounding the table. I'm just hoping. I'm just, I'm really hoping. Well, we'll have a new body then. So if we sit on the golden floors, I'll be good. I guess they're golden floors. They might be Jasper. I don't know. I know the streets are gold. I don't know, but the rest of it don't really, doesn't really matter. It doesn't really matter. But with the new body, I can sit on the floor. They ain't got to be scared about not being able to get back up. Come on. Somebody, somebody talk to your pastor for a minute. Huh? Yeah, the shoe come untied. <laughs> got to lift that foot up there. We can't bend all the way there. We pass out. Come on. Don't leave your pastor sitting up here by himself. And the banquet. He said, because I won't do this again until I come and receive you. <laughs> oh. How, how crazy is this? That he would call 
like First Thessalonians would tell us, that, that he, would, he, would, he would call. And when he called, that call can be horror and can be comfort all at the same time because the ones that do not liken unto him will be horrified by the sound. But the ones that have been occupied and awaiting his return. Well, I wish I could sing. I'd be singing, oh, glorious day that'll be. I'd be, I'd be dancing. I'd do it all. That's why Jesus didn't give me no rhythm and didn't give me no voice. Because then y'all be coming here just to see the show. I wonder if that voice, that, that yell, that scream, that, that loud voice, I wonder in that loud voice if it's going to be every, oh, come on. Well, see, y'all ain't, y'all ain't ready for this. This is just my thinking. Just my thinking. I wonder in that loud voice when that call is made if every one of our names won't be in that call. Can you hear? Can you? Can you hear? You? I'm not saying that's what. I'm just the way I think. I'm, I want to share some craziness every once in a while that I got in my head. That I'm trying to get out because living in here by myself is a little awkward. But can you imagine? You hear that that loud voice, and in that loud voice, in that loud voice, huh? What? Ho! Huh? The whole name. He said the church's whole name. He got all of us. Joe. He got us all, all in that one loud voice. And your name. <laughs> Mixed all. I ain't gonna hear nobody else's name but mine. <laughs> Hate me if you want. I'm listening for it. <laughs> Jesus, please call my name. Please call my name. Please call my name. Go back to Revelation 3. Come on, I I don't even know where we were, but I know where we're trying to go. Oh, listen. Everything that he's approving of the church of Philadelphia, he's approving of. This, this, This is... This is where we're going to head, okay? Because this is, what, this is what the Scripture started saying to me. I know I'm crazy, just deal with it. But as I begin to go, man, he didn't, even, he didn't even have to spank her hand. He didn't have to put them in time out. He was loving on them. He was quick to let them know that, hey, in everything that you do, just don't forget I hold the key to David. I got everything else. Don't you forget. I know you're doing good, but don't forget. The only reason you're doing good, because he don't withhold anything good. From, anyway, he's telling this church how great they are. And I'm going, God, I want to be that church. I want to be that one, Dawn. I, I want to be that church that he looks down on and he says, I see you. 
I see what you're doing, man. You, I see you. You holding fast, man. You doing things. You're, you're rocking the world for the kingdom, man. I see what you, you're, you're doing awesome. And then he says, might I remind you that I'm no respecter of person. Hmm. What does that mean? That means that you're going to face things in life just like everybody else faced in life. Oh, if you haven't faced any problems, just shoot, man. Just live till tomorrow. Huh? Just, just live. Just, just make it through today. He said, this is the reason why they're getting accommodated. It's because of what they have done, what they have gone through, what they have pursued. Oh, come on, follow me for a minute. Look. He said, I know your works. See that I've set before you an open door and no one can shut it. For you have a little strength and you've kept my word and have not denied my name. Listen, this church wasn't living in a day of no persecution. Can you imagine being guarded by Roman soldiers all the time and telling you what you can say and what you can't say and where you can go and where you can't go kind of sound like today. He's saying, listen, they had to fight to get what they got. None of this stuff was just laid on a platter. They had to fight. They had to persevere. Just like that little sparring match. Man, this ain't no sparring match. You're going to have to persevere through this thing, Dennis. We're going to have to strap up our boots. We're going to have to fight. You think Satan is just okay with you? <laughs> Look, he hates you and everybody else outside of God hates you. Why? Because they hate him. But this church persevered. They began to eat the word. Though it set bitter on their stomach, they ate the word that they might be changed. They persevered. They fought through. They didn't give up, man. Their, their talk was different. Their walk was different. Their actions were different. Their reactions were different. See, some of y'all, some of your actions is okay, but some of your reactions stink. Because you throw a knee-jerk reaction. Because somebody say, I'm offended. Oh, well, welcome to the party, baby. I'm going to try to stand back here so I don't spit on Welcome to the party. You got offended. 
Do you not think Christ was not offended? It's just that his reactions were that of a king. He knew, boy, if we could ever, (laughs) if we could ever recognize the fact of who we are in Christ, our actions and our reactions would be totally different than what they are. Stop acting like a pauper. You're the child of a king. Your walk ought to be different, brother. Your talk ought to be, your talk better be different. Because, oh, come on. A king ain't going to let no kid just say whatever they want to say and do what They wouldn't let them run around with all the paupers out outside the palace. They kept them inside. They kept them close. You even went up and bowed to the king's kids. Well, wait a minute. He even said that. Time out. He said, indeed, I will make those of the synagogue of Satan, the haters, the ones that hate God, the ones that despise God. He said, I'll even make them come and worship at at your feet because I loved you. Well, don't play. Don't play with me this morning. We're talking about a king's kid. Man, you enter into the kingdom of God, and he accepts you under the blood, and he grabs a ring, and he places it on your vein, and he throws a ring, oh, and he puts out the big old fatty calf, gives you all kinds of good stuff, and you're now a king's kid. He expects you to walk differently. Your reactions can't be what they were. The old man, not that I have obtained it, but what I have, I have put away those things. I have forgotten the things that are behind me, and I reach and I stretch and I press for those things that are before me. You're a king's kid, Philadelphia. Amen. God, I wish I could preach this morning. He said, but this is why. This is why. This is why I'm giving them a crown. This is why I'm giving them the medal. This is why I'm giving them the reward. Because they fought a good fight. Paul said it. Paul said, I fought a good fight. (laughs) I fought it. Why? Why? There's a scripture that talks to me. I don't even know if I give it to you. God help me. The Bible talks about those people. It's in 1 Corinthians. Yeah, it's in 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians. Did I write it down? I'm going, Holy Spirit, as fast as I can go. As fast as I can go. I'm, I'm going. Tommy, what's the other scripture that I give you? Yeah, all right. 1 Corinthians 9, 25. Thank you, Tommy. I love you. And everyone who competes for the prize is temperate 
in all things. Now they do not, they do it to obtain a perishable crown. But we, 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 the child of God, the sons of God, the kids, the kids of king. We do for an imperishable crown. And we're fighting a fight of eternal life. You're fighting a fight you can't quit. You can't lay down. I don't care what they offer you. I don't care what they present to you. You can't stop fighting. Come on, church. This is a fight. Tired of sissy five Christian. I'm a girl, you just don't know. You better tell me to stop. <laughs> I'm sick of it, man. Sit and tell me that you serve, that you say, I love God. You don't even know who God is. You love the God that you chose to serve, <laughs> not the one that chose you to serve him. See, you, it's all oh, God is whatever you want him to be in your life. And you're okay with that, God. But let him come and tell you to stop your whoremonging. Come on, church, just come on, track with me. Don't be scared. Stand up for the truth. They love God until you show them who he is. It's not some pansy. He's not like the Wizard of Oz behind some fictitious curtain. I'm going to spit again. <laughs> He's God Almighty. understand he's the creator of the universe he's so bad he spoke it into existence that dude Joe is bad Thank God I'm on his side and he's got my back. We're fighting. Some of you in here, you, you, you're fighting. You're, you're fighting for perishable things. Don't, they're going to disappear. Life is but a vapor. It's going to go away, church. Everything that you have made and created for what you think is by yourself, you will not be able to enter into the kingdom of glory because he said, no man's flesh shall enter and glory in my presence. No man's flesh. You can't walk in there with your stuff and think that that's going to gain you something. You've got to walk clothed in the robe of righteousness that his son purchased for you. There is no other way. There's not 15 ways. There's not a Buddha. There's not a Muhammad that can save you. 
He might have been around. They probably put grapes in his belly button and he died and he's still there and he rotted. We're in a fight. And this is a fight for life. For life. Not what we live. Who cares about this one? This is a fight for eternal life. Stop. Stop. You're hurting others around you because you want yourself to feel better about you. And there ain't but one that can make that happen. The Bible says, be careful, woe unto him. Woe unto them that hurt any of my little ones. He ain't talking. See, y'all always get that stuff mixed up. Y'all think he's talking about babies. He ain't talking about babies. He's talking about his, his, his children, his daughters, and his son. He's talking, woe be unto you, any of you that calls them to fail or calls them to falter and calls them not to be able to enter into the kingdom. He said, you'd rather toss cinder block around your neck and jump into a water. The arrogance of Christianity. It's full of reproach. You're not going to make it on your own merits. But I will tell you this, you'll be the one coming afterwards, knocking on the door, Lord, Lord! Because of your merits. Because you put everything first. Everything in life comes before God in your life. Everything Your earthly desires is going to get you a speeding ticket to hell. God said, Rocky, it ain't because it ain't because they were just so good and they didn't face anything. They held true. He said, Oh, you have a little strength. He's talking about this little church. Maybe a group of people, maybe a, maybe a small group of people. Not like the church of Ephesus, but one out in the country. A small group of people. Got little people in numbers, little finances to make anything work. And God said, you held. You held. To the perseverance of my word. You held to what was true. You held to what was solid. Come on, Philadelphia. My God, don't give up. I hear God now. Don't, don't, don't quit on me now. You, 
You're too, you're too close. Don't quit now. You're right there. There's a time that we're going to have to make a divide. And it's either going to be for God or it's going to be for the world. Church, right now, you're being offered opportunity right now that you can't even see. And it's scary because people are falling for it. Let me tell you something. When your problems and your circumstances and your situations become larger than God in your life, that becomes your Lord. He is no longer Lord because Lord rules over every aspect of your life. When are we going to get it together? When are we going to stop the dance? My God, our performance, our performance at its best, at its best, is that of filthy rags. But we're quick to judge others. We will demean character of others. Man, I was in my office yesterday. I was studying and reading, and one of my sermons come up, and it was during the resurrection sermon. It was it was Easter this this past Easter. Your hands clean. It was this past Easter. And it was entitled, Hope Turned Me Around. That sermon flat rocked my shoes off my feet in my office. Just to hear what God was saying in that. Blew my mind. I had to go back and look at my notes. I had three lines of notes on that term. Three lines. It was just highlighted scripture. And we read scripture on Resurrection Sunday. And God poured so much revelation out of that scripture. It blew my mind. And I'm going, my God, what are your people hearing? Why are your people so weak in the faith? Why are they wavering to and fro with every little wave that comes by, every little doctrine that is being spoke out into this world that people are attracted to it? They're hearing, and they had to remind me again that in the last days that people are going to go away from me. They're going to turn a deaf ear to the gospel. They are going to seek out those things that cause their ears to tickle. And that, that is what is happening with the church right now, and we don't even see it. People that want to call themselves Christian and act like hell every day of their life. This is a wake up call this morning. God's saying, Yeah, I'll give you, 
I'll give you the crown. Tommy, go to 1 Thessalonians. He said, I'll give you this crown because here we are. We're fighting for all of this stuff that's going on, and it's a perishable crown. It's one that's not even going to make it to heaven. And he goes and he's talking. Tommy, did you did I lose you? For a second, Timothy, I'm sorry. I'm losing my voice. That's what happens when I can't preach for three weeks. So now you know I don't yell at my wife and my kids. Because my voice would be, you know, never mind. Sorry, power, pale, and holy water. 2 Timothy 4. See, that this is... Yeah, I mean, I'm almost done. Y'all okay? 2 Timothy 4, 7 through 8. He said, I've fought a good fight and I've finished the race. I've kept the faith. I've dug through it. And I've fought every day. I kept my chin up. When everybody was trying to push my head down, I kept the faith. I didn't waver. I believed in you every time. God, it was hard to trust you in that storm, but we made it through it. And I fought a good fight. Why did I fight it? Why did I go through the pain? Why did I go through the betrayal? Why did I go through the persecution? Why did I go through the offense? This is why. Finally, there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness. Which the Lord, the righteous judge, <laughs> he'll give to me. He opened the door. He's going to give you what you need to go through this. You're going to have hard times. You're going to have to fight. But my God, listen to me, church. You can make it. Do you hear me? If I can't say it loud enough, I'll get Debbie. She can't talk either. But he will give to me on that day. <laughs> and not only to me, <laughs> but also to all who loved his appearing. Just be ready, Joe. Whatever the cost is on earth, Trust me, you're getting a bargain. See, this is like a store closing offer. It's, it's not a 70% off. This is 90%. Everything must go. Just never mind. Don't even pay me. Just take it. That's one of those sales. He done it all for you. You can't do it. Nobody else can. I can't do it for you. He did it. 
that's another song to me. Lord, if you don't give me a voice to sing, one of these days I'm going to break it out on them. <laughs> He's all I need. I mean, see, I'll take you way back too because I was, I can take you back here. Listen to a woman, old church. They have like seven people in the church. Old country church. Just an old country. And that woman stood up, and when she got to sing it, she baritone. And she got to sing, and I see the handwriting on the wall. Boy, I said, you, I got to listen to this. Boy, she turned that church upside down with that song. Wish I could find her. I'll bring in here and let her sing a couple songs. This crown, it's an idea of a reward. Church, please change your focus. Trust me, what makes you feel good here may torture you for eternity. He's coming. He is. Don't you know? Don't don't you he says I'm I'm coming again and when I do I'll receive you unto myself that where I am there you will be also and where I go I prepare a mansion for you there's many mansions I'm glad I got one of them mine's going to be the biggest one I'll be living in the slums but it'll be the biggest one my prayer is God Please, keep me that I might be allowed to have access. I got good news for you. See, y'all thought I was going to make you walk out of here all doom and gloom, didn't you? I ain't seen you for a while. I ain't going back neither. I ain't going to leave you out of here like that. I got good news for you. Just about cross the finish line. Every time you feel beaten, I'm right there on the line. I've almost crossed the line. Don't give up. There's a crown of righteousness waiting for you. You got your reward, but it's in heaven. Well, what a great, I imagine there's going to be some of us, I don't know, we might be shocked and awed by the glory of that crown of righteousness. I don't know. But I would imagine, I don't think it's going to outdo the man that's putting it on her head. 
And we probably ain't even gonna care. We could be running around and, you know, like your mama gives a kid a new expensive toy like an iPad, Tommy. And, and they give them an iPad and then they tell them, don't run with it, don't drop it, don't scratch it, don't do it, don't do it. And we, we gonna be running around in heaven like that, man. They thing gonna be flopping all over. Hey, we ain't gonna care nothing. God, I can't wait. Oh, there's another one. The king is coming. Oh, see, don't make me start. I'll, I'll cut him a record. <laughs> I'm done. I don't have no more. I wish I could have preached, but I don't have no more in me. I don't know about you. I can't wait. What a day. That will be, see, y'all better stop. The good thing about it is, it's like a, it's like a wine. It gets better with time. Boy, the gospel don't change, man. Church, we got to get to this understanding, and we better get to this understanding pretty quick. We best stop trying to reinvent Christianity. There is only one way, and that's it. It doesn't matter. I don't care how glamorous I can make it. You ain't going to go to heaven on that glamour. You've got to make a personal Maybe you're sitting here right now. Maybe you don't even feel like you're in a fight. Maybe you feel like life is just, it's all right. Just a little sparring match. Can I, can I provoke you this morning to do a heart check? That you lay your heart before the Father and you become as bold as David and you say, search me. Oh, God, create in me a clean heart. You can't go any other way, guys. Please hear me. You may not make it to the front door and die. Are you ready?